Welcome to The Matt Haycock Show, a podcast about business, money and life. Matt has been making money and making mistakes for over 20 years. And in this podcast, he shares his thoughts and stories so you can improve your business, finances and life whilst hopefully avoiding the mistakes he and others have made along the way. Listen in and level up. If you have a partner like that, then they are controlling you and they're trying to put you in a cage and they are making you the source of their happiness, which is never healthy. Hey guys, how are we doing? It's Matt Haycox here. Uh, and today I am joined by a guest who definitely has the most exciting name of anyone on the podcast before. I've got with me Sammy Wonder, who is the modern divas love coach. Uh, you know, what, what, what an introduction. Now, Sammy is an internationally recognized dating and relationship expert, uh, and she specializes in working with high achieving women leaders and entrepreneurs to attract their dream man and create a deeply intimate and deeply connected relationship. In the past four years, she's worked with over 170 clients, uh, including Hollywood celebrity, UK TV stars, CEOs, leading entrepreneurs and influencers. She's been hailed as the Get the Ring coach by the BBC, um, and she has over 85,000 followers on social media uh, and many more that she loves to share her podcast with. So welcome, Sammy. Thanks a lot for being here. Thanks for bringing me here, Matt. No problem. Listen, obviously, I've given a given an introduction to yourself, uh, but, but I mean, maybe if you could flesh that out a little bit more, just uh, I guess tell us how you ended up in this line of work. And I mean, we're we're going to talk uh, obviously today about about relationships and uh, uh, and I guess you know what to expect when you're dating an entre- entrepreneur and, and and ways that people can you know build deeper bonds. But but you know, you're also a businesswoman yourself, so I, I guess I'd, I'd like to understand a little bit about that story also. So uh, over to you and uh, and tell us how we got to where we are today. Okay, sure. So I think uh, part one of the story that brought me to being a love and relationship expert is my own personal experience. So I was always the smart, well-educated woman and uh, doing great in my career. So I was working for um, an international development organization as a a consultant, as an economist. And uh, even with all my brains and being reasonably good looking, smart, sensitive, I had a really hard time connecting with men. And so that piece of the puzzle was really foreign to me. And um, they say it always takes one really big heartbreak or pain in your life to bring the biggest transformation in your life as well. And so for me, it was this one man where I thought he's the one. And then two months intensely into the dating, he told me, you're a great gal, Sammy. You have so much to offer to the world, but I don't feel it for you. And so um, for me, that was um, a time in my life where I said, okay, there is something here that I don't understand that I need to understand because something is clearly not working. And I think I put on my good girl student um, glasses. And just like I solve any other problem in my life, when I have a challenge, when I have an issue, which is I use my empowered masculine energy to find a solution. That's what I did. I, I started to study relationships and You know, when you uh, browse through the Internet today, there's so much superficial crap floating around, you know, say this to a guy and hook a man this way. But if you really get interested in understanding why your love life or your relationships don't really work out, then I think our love 
our relationships, our romantic relationships are the biggest mirror to what's going on inside of us. They're the biggest mirror to where we need to heal our own hearts before we can connect with anybody, man or woman in a romantic way. And so for me, what followed was um, a huge journey of personal transformation. I quickly started to understand that before I want, I could expect a man to value me, I had to value myself and not just value myself in terms of the money I was making or the job and the career I had, but to value my heart and to value my essence as a woman and to and to be proud of what I was bringing to the table just as a woman and nothing else. And I started to attract and meet really high quality men. I met and married my husband within nine months. I'm happily married now over seven years. And I think that was that was the journey on the personal side. And then by a stroke of providence, my husband ended up in a really good job with the European Space Agency. And so we had to shift to Paris to live in Paris. And suddenly I found myself not being able to speak the local language and not being able to work anymore um, in my job at Geneva, where I was initially working with an international development organization. And so that brought up this circumstance where I was like, okay, what do I do with my life? I have a master's degree. I'm a gold medalist trained economist. Um, do I just sit at home and wait for my husband to come back? I mean, no judgment if you do decide to do that as a choice. But for me, it was it was an, it wasn't something acceptable. And so I think one one piece started to build upon the other. I realized that I had all these friends, university educated. PhDs, really gorgeous, smart women who were still struggling in love and who had started to turn to me for advice, even though it was not formal. It was just friends, you know, just saying, hey, what do you think I should do? And do you think he's interested? And why doesn't it ever work out? And then I started to see that, hey, you know, what if I started to do this professionally? What if, you know, I know I'm giving good advice. I know I've been able to crack the code for myself. And what if I started to do this professionally? So I think that's where everything came together. Um, it was a brave step because I come from a traditional Indian family of professors and my parents were hoping to see me in the European Central Bank one day. And it was a big shock that I was going to become a love coach. Um, nobody even knew what that meant. What's, the, what's that movie with the Indian guys? Is it called The Guru? The Guru? You yeah. don't know it. I, 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 I think... I think I think it's called the Guru with uh, with with Sam, Sammy Mystery or J Jimmy Mystery or whatever he's called, and he, he he's he's an Indian guy, and he's a he's he's, he's like a it's like a comedy movie about him being a love guru. Okay, okay, I haven't seen that one, but I'm going to email you the details parents, when we finish. My parents did not understand what a love coach is and who a love coach is, and I think I just had to have a lot of belief in myself. Even today, I think there's a lot of shame. Um, around you know women who come to me you know a lot of the times they wanted to be very confidential and they don't want anyone to know that they actually are taking support um in this aspect of their lives and i find it sad because i believe that um you know it's like our romantic relationships um it's a skill you can learn how to be in a healthy relationship how to self-regulate in a healthy relationship 
And just like you go to a driving school to learn driving, you go to um, an investor school, a finance school to understand money and numbers and finance, you know, it's something very similar. It's, it's, it's about learning the skills to healthy love. And many of us are not born that way. Many of us don't are not born with healthy role models. You know, we want to find those healthy role models in our parents, but often we don't. We see fighting arguments, our dads treating our moms badly, our you know, unhappy mothers, unhappy fathers. I mean, it's not just women who are unhappy in love. Sometimes men are deeply dissatisfied and unhappy and don't feel respected and cherished in their relationships. So I think a lot of us are just not born with that good, healthy springboard. And there's nothing wrong with us accessing that formally and trying to learn. And tell me, do, I mean, do you work with people who aren't in a relationship or are looking to get in one, then do they kind of stop working with you? Or, or are you almost someone who's who you kind of work with for life, you know, from from before, during and after that, you know, that you're always there as a, a support, a mentor, a, you know, or whatever you want to call it? I'd say both. So I help, uh, I have so many of my clients on my wall here. So some of my clients, uh, you know, I help them go from single to happily married. And sometimes they come back because they need support navigating intimacy in the marriage or in the relationship. So we help both sets of women. And, and tell me, I, I mean, how, how does your, because you've built a seven-figure business out of this, I mean, how, how, how does your business model work in, in terms of, is it, is it uh, like paid by the hour coaching or how, what's your advice to, you know, to experts you know, in your industry or similar in terms of how, how they can get maximum monetization out of this? Okay, so I think um, what was, when we talk about maximum monetization, I think um, it's important to understand it comes from getting results. Like if you are focused on helping people and if you're really focused at doing your craft well, you are bound to succeed. And I think uh, when I started back in 2016, that was important to me that even if I got two clients, like, can I really help them? Because when I really help them, then they go talk about me to their friends and then they bring in more people. So that's how it started for me. I don't think it's been one consistent model. Um, I mean, in the first year, we hit six figures. In the second year, we hit multiple six figures. And in the third year, we hit seven figures. And now we're going beyond seven figures. So... I think the model had to rapidly evolve. Uh, so in the beginning, it was more one-on-one -on -one coaching, a few online programs, and then the load was just too much. So in the second year, we started giving group coaching programs. I had to train coaches in my methods, in my knowledge, so that they could support me in the group coaching programs. And then, of course, um, I think um, a big role was being picked up by the press. So a big role in my success was also being recognized, for example, by the BBC or the Daily Mail calling me the Get the Ring coach. And that brought like a huge, uh, like complete, I would say life change um, within a few weeks of those things coming out. And then I had to up my prices accordingly because I just couldn't take the load of the number of requests that were coming in at that point. And so it was getting really clear over time that, um, you know, we sell, so we like to support everybody, but I can't be, I'm just one person, so I can't be talking to everybody. So it started with lots of personal support, moving to online coaching programs, moving to group coaching programs. And right now I run masterminds. 
Um, I work intimately with five, 10 women in a group. Um, then I have bigger group coaching programs where I work up to 100 people with my coaches in the group. And then I have my online programs, which anybody can buy. And some of them are dirt cheap and some of them are, you know, $2,000, $3,000 plus. So there's like a huge range of uh, menu options that people can select from. Not, not dirt cheap, fantastic value. <laughs> yeah, so fantastic value at that price, right? Because a lot of the times uh, people don't know you and they just want to test something and before they invest more. So I don't think it's ever about the money. It's about the trust and it's about does this really work and does this yeah, really I mean, it's it's all it's always about the results. You know, I mean, you know, with, with within reason, uh, you know, I guess if you can guarantee results, you can you can you can you can charge charge what you want, can't you? I mean, yes, okay, not everybody can can afford what you what you may charge, but uh, you know, people's hesitation is 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 what is wanting to know whether or not things work, and I guess that's yeah, that also shows. Uh, I mean, you can't for me over estimate the value of of you know being in the national press you know of of being nationally recognized or or, or you know regarded in 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 your industry and obviously you, you've managed to you managed to tick, tick a lot of boxes there yes absolutely so t t i mean tell me uh, going back to relationships and i i know i want to talk specifically you know on entrepreneurial uh, you know type relationships but just before we do that i mean you know uh, as a general, as a general question or general comment, you know, when when do you think relationships? When do you when's it time to call it a day? Like, you know, and I I kind of jest about this a little, uh, but you know, I, I I talk to my friends a lot, and I, I'm I'm a very sim I'm a very simple guy, and and, and I I take the view that um, I disagree with the comment that relationships need to be worked at. You know, I I, I, I because for me. I think you know if you're going to have a uh, you know a, part, a husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whatever you want to call it. If, for me, you, you know you you're supposed to work. You know you're supposed to you know bring joy to each other and support and happiness. And if I spend all day working mm -hmm. in my office, <laughs> I don't want to come home and have to work on my relationship. You know I want to provide you super happiness. I want you to provide me super happiness. And if we don't. And we just don't, and, I, and and you know, and like I say, a lot. All my friends will laugh and maybe say I'm I'm being unrealistic or oversimplistic. But I take the view that if you can't make me happy, I'd rather just be single. You know, I've, I've got I've got I've got enough shit to listen to all day without without having to come home and listen to someone moan at me or tell me I can't go to the pub or or you know or tell me I can't go and play poker or whatever whatever it may be. And um, again, you know. I, People will tell me that I'm selfish and unrealistic, and I would argue that well, I'm not selfish because I'm quite clear about what I want. You know, I'll tell you I want to go and play poker or I want to go and do whatever. If that doesn't work for you, then then, then maybe we don't work. Then we don't work together. Uh, I mean, what's what, what what are your what are your general comments? Am I am, am I a Neanderthal or uh, <laughs> do you agree with me? I think I think um, I agree with you to a very large extent. Right. So I think it's a belief. I think our belief systems are so instrumental in defining the kind of relationships we're going to be attracting and accepting in our lives. And just the fundamental belief that relationships are hard work um, actually manifests more hard work in the relationship. So I think 
moving with the idea that it should feel easy, it should feel fun, it should, uh, you know, enhance me and bring value to my life. Um, I think for successful men and women, we've we've got a pretty good life by ourselves. Like, you know, once you become a seven figure, eight figure entrepreneur, you know, you have money, you have status, you have your cars, you have your house. You don't need a spouse. You don't need a spouse for for anything, right? What you what you really need. Or you don't need a spouse to bring you those things. What you really want in a person that is with you is joy, laughter, companionship, connection, acceptance, right? Now, having said that, I think, will it always be hunky-dory? No. Sure. Right? So I think I think there's a very fine line between being in a relationship where there is work every day and being in a relationship where there's work once in a while that helps you connect at a much deeper level. So um, to give you an example, one of my clients, um, she she's a banker in Manhattan and she started seeing this guy who's a, a professor at um, Columbia. And he was, um, they were seeing each other for four months, everything was going perfect. And then one day she said, you know, I feel a bit disappointed that, um, you know, there was uh, nothing for our, six month anniversary. So they've been doing yet yeah, seeing each other for six months. And then the guy said, you know what, like, I have so much to handle, I can't handle your disappointed feelings, right? Now, what do I think about the situation? I think about I think that when we are in a relationship, we've got to engage with each other, we've got to be willing to engage with each other. If this woman was bringing things like this up every second day, I'd say she's a nuisance and I'd say she really needs to work on herself, right? And she really needs to work on her insecurities. She really needs to work on her expectations. But at the same time, if I hear a comment like this after six months of being together and I see that the man is not even willing to engage with one negative emotion that I have, I wouldn't want to be with such a man, Right. Because I don't think it, it I, I, am, I don't want to be in a relationship where I'm only expected to be perfect, only expected to be happy, only expected to, you know, never come in your way. So I think um, I can tell you about my marriage with my husband. Um, I think we really laugh a lot. We really connect a lot. We're really easy with each other. He gets to play poker. <laughs> he gets to go golfing. Um, he gets to do his nothing box. He gets to, you know, play his video games. And sometimes he just needs that. And in the beginning of the marriage, when I was still learning to be a wife, it took a little bit of talking, a little bit of, you know, argument to get to a point where you really start to understand, you know, these are my man's needs, just that I have needs to, you know, go with my girls and go do my shopping and go, you know, buy my lipstick colors or whatever, you know, I have my needs as a woman and he has his needs as a man. And in a healthy relationship, there will be space to do those things because a marriage or a relationship should never become a cage or a box. And I think what happens is that a lot of the times, what we call healthy relationships are subconsciously unhealthy relationships. So what you're giving me an example of that, you know, I don't want to be told never to play poker or never to go out or never to go have a beer with my boys. And I think if you have a partner like that, then they are controlling you and they're trying to put you in a cage and they are making you the source of their happiness, mm -hmm. which is never healthy. 
right? Which is never healthy. If you and if you just turn the tables, if you started telling her she shouldn't go uh, to her, you know, to her night out with the girls, or she shouldn't dress this way, or she shouldn't be this way, then you'd be called controlling too, right? So I think uh, a lot of the times people subconsciously control each other, and then they call it being in like you've got to work on the relationship and I think that's where relationship skills really matter really count that you that your relationship has space for two people to be individuals inside of the relationship and then when they come together it's great and then they can also separate and you know lead their lives within the relationship right and I think kids also are a different ball game but we don't have to go there but you know I I have my son is there and I am expecting my second baby now. So, yeah, it also changes the dynamics a lot. I expect Chris to also step up much more. And, yeah, it is it is a lot of juggling, but it's I would never call it working on the relationship. It feels very heavy. It feels very suffocating to think that I have to work on the relationship. I think I have to work on myself sometimes. That's fair. Um, but no, not working on the relationship. Well, let's talk specifically entrepreneurial relationships, you know, whether that is the the guy is the entrepreneur or, 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 or the girl. I mean, t- tell me, I mean, where, where does the dynamic shift, you know, compared to, let's say, a, you know, a normal relationship in, in, insofar as there's, there's two, you know, there's two people who, who have, you know, reasonably traditional jobs or, or life or lifestyles or whatever, you know, I mean, wh- where... Where does the dynamic shift? You know, what do, what do people need to expect if they're going to be the partner of you know of of an entrepreneur, of a business busy business person with ambition, and how how should both people react or behave? Oh <laughs> I can again think about my own marriage and how like when the business started to get really successful, how that landed on my marriage. So I can say that it's really important to understand that you're, if you have a nine to five traditional spouse with that traditional job, he or she's never going to be able to understand uh, at first without you having to explain it to them. You know, just how much adventure, adrenaline, what goes on inside the life and the mind of an entrepreneur, right? Like sometimes people don't understand that if I picked up the phone and I just answered one message, I'd make 30 grand, you know, just straight off. Somebody would click a link and sign up uh, to work with me, right? So my my husband at the start would always go like, why do you have to pick up the phone? Like it's private time. It's time for us. And I would say just one email right just one email and so it took some time for us to understand that for him to trust that if i'm picking up the phone it is important and for me to discipline myself to not pick up the phone if it's not important so we had to get to this point because it was not self like it it wasn't so obvious at the start like i would pick up the phone all the time he would get irritated all the time and so i think that's the first thing people want to understand that they, you cannot expect your nine to five spouse to just understand what goes on in your business and how important that one email can be or how important that one comment can be. Or maybe you've got like a really crazy troll on your ads and you want to delete those hurtful comments. And that's really important to you for your emotional stability in that moment. So not expecting them to understand, but actually leading with explaining say honey this is how it works so i had to sit with my husband and say honey look at this person you know they could sign up if i just sent them a reply with a link of a 30k you know 
contract, you know, and they would sign up and they would do it now. Um, and so he started to understand this. So I think that's the first thing. Second thing is, if you're an online entrepreneur, you do have a relationship with your devices and your phone. Like if your spouse doesn't like that, it's going to be hard because most probably you will be checking your phone and you will be opening your laptop often enough. And so, again, I think that's about discipline, boundaries, clearer boundaries for yourself, for your spouse that, you know, this is time like I just shut down the computer at, uh, you know, seven latest in the evening. And then I check my phone once more at eight o'clock, you know, before going to bed. And then I must keep it away, you know, because otherwise I've also realized that it's just so much stimulation for my brain. Like I can't sleep. Like I'm sometimes so excited all the time, all through the day that it's not good for my sleep. So it's, there's a point and also just not just doing this for your partner, but also because it's healthy to like be able to, you know, disconnect from your devices. And um, I think uh, it's important to also understand when you're in a relationship with your aunt, with an entrepreneurial spouse that, you know, sometimes it's it's not easy. Like we go through an emotional roller coaster at times, and uh, the kind of safety, for example, Chris has with his job, like you know, just a certain amount of money comes every month. You know, um, easily you can expect it. Sometimes the workload is high. Sometimes it's not so high. Uh, it's not the kind of safety and security I have. In fact. I like it because for me, being an entrepreneur represents so much possibility. Like there's just so much I could do and it's so exciting. And sometimes it's hard for him to understand that, you know, because we have enough. We have more than enough. We don't need money. We don't need to be working day and night for the money. So I think uh, just explaining to them, you know, what why your purpose is important, why this is important to you so that so that they don't get jealous of your business. Like your spouse should never be jealous of your business or jealous that your business gets more time and attention than them. So in that sense, I would say, you know, when you do spend time together, like make sure it's quality time, like make sure you switch off your phone, make sure you really spend time to connect with them. Keep your promises as much as you can, because as entrepreneurs, um, things just come up, right? Ch things change fast. Uh, it's not very predictable how tomorrow will we, look. We, we pivot. We pivot. That's a, that, that's, a, that's a fantastic word to excuse anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we do it all the time. Like, no day is predictable. Um, in the morning, I wouldn't have a PR interview Um but in the evening I would, and it would surprise my husband because he said, but your calendar was free this morning. And I'm like, yeah, the BBC just wrote me like it's just happening. Right. So um, I think just understanding that it's quite an unpredictable terrain and being able to, to define between the couple as much predictability as possible. And so when you make those promises, try to keep them. I think they are the biggest marker of love and affection in a relationship. That when you say you do something, do your best to, you know, keep the promise. Sure. Well, look, I mean, you've, you've had some re really interesting things to say there, Sam. I, mean, I, I guess, you know, I, what I what immediately sprung to mind to me was 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 I guess how how simple a lot of it is uh, and 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 how uh, I guess how transferable those mindsets are across 
I guess, uh, you know, uh, intimate relationships, platonic relationships, you know, and, and just 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 how how to, how to behave with life in general. So, but very 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 interesting interesting chat and a, a lot to learn in a short space of time. I mean, you know, for, for everybody watching and listening who who wants to hear more, which I'm sure will be many many people. Uh, you, you know, where, where can we find you? Where, you know, where are you on social? Where's your website? Give yourself a little shout out. Absolutely. Um, so that's the strange name right there, Sammy Winder. <laughs> the best name, the best name. I want to change my name now. Yeah, so um, my husband is German and Wunder is the German word for wonder. So we went with it and it's, uh, yeah, it's it's done pretty well. So we stuck with it. So we changed his name as well, Chris Wunder. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> um, so... Sammy Wonder, you can find me at sammywonder.com. You can Google just my name and um, you'll find me on Google. And I also run a really active uh, Facebook private community for women. So um, it's called Wonder Divas, where we're all about, you know, loving our hearts, loving our first, having, um, you know, solid boundaries uh, and just really standing up with a lot of clarity, just as you said, uh, Max, just as you said before, just knowing who we are and showing up with that clarity in our relationships. So just like the kind of guy you are where you say, you know, I know what I want and I'm able to be very, you know, forthright about it. I'm able to say what I want. I think that's what we train our women to do, to know what they want and to be able to show up with that kind of clarity and that kind of forthrightness um, in dating and in their relationships. So. That's where okay. they can find me. Yeah, Wonder Divas. Well, thank you very much again, Sammy. And uh, I hope to see you again in the future sometime. Thanks, Matt. I'd love Take to be here. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Matt Haycock Show. For more Matt, check out his YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Matt Haycocks. Or go stalk him on Instagram and Twitter, The Matt Haycocks. And we'll see you soon.